Hello everyone and welcome back to the Three Guys Talk Football podcast, the podcast where three guys talk football. Um, busy week in the world of football, a lot, lot of games, um, a lot of happy fans, um, no real disruption, just business as usual, which is quite good. Um, I just, of course, there was some big news in the UK. You all know what it is. I'm not going to dwell on it. So we're instead going to turn our attention to the Champions League. You know, three guys talk football first, I think. Um, and, you know, this is one where, Chris, I'm sorry to say, you know, you are a neutral observer yeah, in the so capacity. Um, don't care about Champions Do we need a quick explainer on the Champions League just for Chris? Or Yeah, what what is it? What is it? I don't think we've ever been in it. So you know that that trophy that you um, you won forty years ago. Yeah, that's got a shiny new name now, and like a good uh, anthem and everything. Uh, a lot of clubs want to be in that, but apparently Aston Villa don't. So I don't really know why that's the case. You'll have to shine light. But now we are going to talk about the Champions League. Much as you um, you know, you're not happy about it, and I get why because I'm not the biggest fan of Champions League football. In general, to be honest, I think there's a lot of wasted time, uh, a lot of gamesmanship, a lot of diving, rolling around, etc. But when you do get a big Champions League night, you kind of stop caring about all of that and you do get invested in it. Um, and I should know, for I have lived through two Champions League wins. Thank you, oh, everyone. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know. Um, but I do not think that's going to be the case this time. Um, I being George White, Chris being Chris King. Hello, Chris. Hello. And Nathan's here. Nathan Warby, that is. Hello, Nathan. Hello there. So after the belated introduction to us all there, we're going to talk about the Champions League. And Nathan's been pushing, messaging day after day after day after day after day, <laughs> saying he wants to do this approach to the podcast. So we are going to make his dreams come true here. And we're going to talk one, about... One message yesterday. Yep. And another mention at the start of the pod. Yeah, it's true. Come on, don't don't hide your eagerness. Don't hide so, it. Somebody somebody has to plan this thing. <laughs> Why does it be planned? Why must we always plan things? We all know why, Chris. You're the main reason why. We're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna... <laughs> That's fair. You can help me. It's fine. So our approach to this is going to be picking who we think is going to be our final four. Um, hoping for at least one. Um, you know, a bit of a wild card in there. I've I've gone for a little bit of a wild card myself because I'm just that crazy. <laughs> um, and then we're going to choose who we think is going to win and why we think it's Real Madrid. But no spoilers for now. We're going to start with our, our final four. And uh, Nathan, I know you've been losing sleep through pure excitement over this, so I'm going to let you start. Who do you think is making it to the, the big semi-final and uh, who do you think is going all the way? Yeah, that. Yeah, clearly been chomping at the bit for this. So uh, I've gone for... Uh, I'll get a particular one out of the way first and say Real Madrid. Um, obviously, last year's winners and Real Madrid in the Champions League are just different gravy, aren't they? Plus, I think, you know, Benzema's still in the form of his life. Vinicius is living up to the hype uh, last this last couple of years. And I think some of the signs that they've made, sort of, Rudiger will probably shore up their defence even more than it was shored up last year. So, uh, yeah, I think they'll be very difficult to stop again. And they've got a 
not like a really easy group, but I think you know, Leipzig, is it Celtic and Shakhtar? Like you'd expect them to be getting out of that group realistically. So yeah, I think they'll definitely be in with a shout. Uh, then I've asked the one for Liverpool, which I know is probably a bit of a weird one given how poor they have started the season. But I think historically in years where we don't do much in the league, we tend to have a pretty decent Champions League run. Um, I don't think we'll win it. Like I'm putting that out there now, but I think um, yeah, like midweek matches at Anfield under the lights, I think that'll carry us quite a long way. And I think we'll make up for the, the poor league form in the Champions League. Uh, I also think Bayern Munich are going to go pretty far. Um, I know they've not really performed that well in the Champions League this last sort of sort of few years, and I know they you know, got to a few finals a few years ago, but recently it's not been too good for them. But I just think they're in a tough group, but they've had a decent start. And I just think throwing Marnie into the mix, I think it's going to give them something a little bit different going forward. So I think they'll really, like, I think they'll, I think they'll do pretty well. Um, and last of all, I've gone Man City because. Haaland's just unstoppable at the moment. And I think the Champions League is obviously one that Pep wants to win more than absolutely anything. So I think he'll throw absolutely everything in the Champions League this time around. And yeah, I think um, just like people have been saying, I think in those sort of tight games where they've maybe fell a little bit short, I think Haaland's the man to, as we saw last night, you know, pop up with that crucial goal and maybe get them a win or, you know, get them a get them a draw where they'd ordinarily lose. So yeah, that's they're my final four. Draw my winner now, or we're saving the winners for the end. Save it, save it. I misspoke earlier. Um, I'm glad you picked up on that and didn't spoil the big reveal. Uh, or they have whittled it down to three already. Um, Liverpool out the race. I suppose Liverpool not really a wild card. You know, it's not an insane. They were there in the final last year. They always do well. You always do well in Champions League, like you say. Yeah, like Champions League's like our like. It, it, if there is a, like a tournament for us, it's the Champions League. So I, I just can't, I can't see us, like I can't see us getting knocked out any in the quarterfinal, no matter how bad we're playing. So, but yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll get semis and then lose. Interesting. Um, yeah, three, three of them are also mine. Uh, Bayern. Yeah, I think I know they haven't been the best in the league, but I do think that, like you say, they've got enough experience in there. Um, on the pitch, manager not so much, but they on when they're in form, they are terrifying. I mean, I've seen that firsthand uh, in the last few years. They tore us apart under Frank Lampard. They are just they're they're a Champions League team as well. You know, they are you just associate them with the competition. Um, and yeah, like you say, <clears throat> they have made some good additions. I think over time you'll see that attack get better now that Lewandowski's not there. I think that they'll be more fluid, a bit less predictable. Um, so I think they'll be right to the end. I'm going to say they're going to make the final. Nice. Uh, Man City again, similar. Yeah, I think they're they're going to go deep into the tournament. I still think there's a there's a barrier there mentally. Uh, I think it's just going to keep growing. Haaland's the kind of guy that will break down barriers for sure. But I just think in the Champions League, you you know you can have your star player, but if you haven't got solidity at the back as well you could always be in trouble. Um, and so I think, you know, Liverpool kind of proved that in the final. That you kind of dominate that game, but because it's, you know, one-off game, um, if you have any kind of lapse in concentration at the back, you can be in trouble. And I think Man City's defence still isn't formidable, in my opinion. Uh, 
Uh, Real Madrid, obviously. Say no more. And my my wild card pick, I'm going AC Milan. Throwing it back. I think they've got AC a good Milan. mix. Yeah, good mix of experience and youth. Uh, you know, got Champions League winners in there like Olivier Giroud, of course. And coming back off the title win. Um, yeah, I think they've got momentum. Plus, talk about you know pretty doable groups. I mean, we're making it a lot easier for them. Our our group, <laughs> Chelsea, is is not a great group, and they're kind of making easy work of it. Of course, we still got to play them. Uh, but yeah, I just have a feeling that there's going to be an Italian team's going to go deep, and I just think that they're the ones that are most in form at the moment and have that kind of uh, mix of youth and experience. They've got a lot of players that were kind of that had potential that are kind of hitting, like hitting not, not the peak, but you know, you got like Rafa Leal and people like that. And there, I watched my Tamori. Saturday, Tamori, uh, that Diaz that they've got the sort of attacking the field. They're like they've got a lot mm. of a lot of players that are kind of playing their best football right now. So they're, they're not yeah. a bad shout. And then within the dressing room and on the pitch, to be honest, in Giroud's case, on the pitch, he's still scoring pretty much on a weekly basis. Uh, uh, also got... he's, he's one of those underrated strikers <laughs> of the last sort of 10 years for me. Yeah, people people only ever really give him credit for his stuff outside of scoring goals. His goal scoring rate is insane, especially in big games. He basically walked us to a Europa League uh, when he was at Chelsea and helped us to that Champions League win. So yeah, um, I think with Zlatan as well in the changing room, there's just a different mentality there at the club now compared to five, ten years ago. And I quite like to see them go deep. They're, again, you talk about Bayern being a Champions League club. Milan, growing up, they were the Champions League club a lot of the time. So, yeah, here's hoping. Uh, Chris, you might not know who's in the competition. You might have to Google it. Um, again, with that in mind, who are you going for? Uh, Real. Real. Uh, next. Um then I'm persuaded by your AC Milan argument, George. So I'm going to add AC Milan in there. Then Man City, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, and then my my random pick is going to be Napoli. Napoli are going to do well. Um, based purely on the fact that they absolutely bodied Liverpool. Um, in all fairness, that's not difficult right now. It's not, but the fact that they went went there and did it anyway it's still like something to do and it's hard to do and i just i'm sick of the same teams against the bloody quarters it's so annoying so um yeah for for fun reasons only i'm going with napoli ac milan real madrid and man city yeah the reason i didn't go for napoli is because <clears throat> i watch them a lot they're kind of second team really and um they always do this they start the season incredibly well and then fizzle out because they've got a paper thin squad it's a bit deeper these days but there's still too much of a reliance on Osiman who has not the best uh, injury record um, and they've lost key players in Koulibaly and Fabian Ruiz as well so it'd be interesting they've got a great manager I think in Spalletti which could make a difference I think they've finally got a manager that they're going to back instead of just dangling the knife over him for no real reason like they did with people like Connor um, but yeah, I just think they're, they're a fizzler. So I think they'll get through the group. They put themselves in a good position, but I don't so see they're them. in a sick position. Yeah. Are, are, we, no. are we discounting sporting PSG and 
who are the <coughs> team that have won. That brings me, yeah, I was going to say, the bit, I think the big one that brings a lot, though, is um, PSG, which is interesting. Um, They're any, just bottlers, aren't they? Yeah. And but, their manager is not... They've been, I think, you know, they were carried to a final by Tuchel um, because he's going to, yeah, tactically top tier. This new manager has achieved a lot in French football, obviously won the league. But, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like a guy who's going to be there for a long time for me. So I can see them kind of having a mid-season implosion, um, which is why I've kind of can see them getting knocked out by a Bayern or someone like that in the last 16 quarters. Yeah, they've got like, they've got a similar thing to me with like with City, whereas like, I just think there's, there's some sort of mental block there, whereas like they've got that much money and they've got all these resources and all these players, but they just can't seem to get over the line. Like, I think if they were going to do it, it would have been um, the year they got to the final and lost. Because um, the, the problem they've got is obviously, like no respect to all the other French teams, but I think week in week out they're not being put under massive pressure defensively. It's just a, it's a lot of it's a lot of teams sitting back and trying to hit them on the break. But obviously in the Champions League you've got you know like Madrid's cities like even, even Liverpool the way we play like putting defence into like real real pressure. And I, I think I think at some point they'll, they'll crumble. Like if they get a if they get a dodgy round of 16 or quarterfinal draw, I think they'll get turned over. Yeah, they're, they're basically like on ultimate team where. You want some new practice with your fancy new team, so you go in like the single player mode, and then you go online and experience the real thing. That's that's kind of what it's like when they go into the European stage. Uh, so the big one, the shocking uh, news to everyone. Well, I'll start with you, Nathan, because um, you're the one that maybe might not go Real Madrid, or are you going Real Madrid? I'm, I'm going Real Madrid. Yeah. I'm then it's all Real yeah, Madrid. So. Yeah. yeah it's uh, like- I, I was desperate to try and pick somebody else just because they've won it for the last couple of years, but like I just can't. They're the only team that, like in every department that I look at, I think yeah they've got enough to win it. Like every other team, there's like a reason why I think they couldn't do it. Yeah, including uh, the manager, of course. Carlo just knows his competition yeah, so well. Lad. Yeah, he delivers it as much as Zidane did, which is crazy. Um, and yeah, like you say, the the team just keeps improving, and Vinicius is next level um, he, he, yeah seeing him against Chelsea's defence last season was a sad time um, but on good Champions League news I got to watch Marcus Alonso attempt defending for a club that wasn't Chelsea for the first time in what feels like an eternity and he was terrible yeah he let his player go for the for I think Bayern's first goal uh, from a corner he just gave up and not for Chelsea uh, we have our own issues, uh, but what I will say is, I think we played better than we have done for a while. Mason Mount in the eight, yes, please, thank you, Graham. Um, Graham. The one thing Graham needs to learn is you cannot play Thiago Silva and Aspi in the same back line. You just can't, especially for ninety minutes or close to ninety minutes. That is crazy talk. Um, but you know, start of a new era. Uh, Liverpool, good late win. I think that's. That could be a game changer, at least in the Champions League. I think in the league, I don't know what's going on, but in the Champions League, that feels like a momentum changer. Yeah, it definitely could be. I, I think late wins like that are always the sort of thing that could sort of pick up the form. Like, uh, I'm guessing, did you watch the game? or? I watched the European goal show. Okay. so okay. Yeah, I couldn't so, stand to watch Jürgen prowling around being a... Yeah, no, I didn't watch the full game. 
that's fair, that's fair. No, the, uh, the, the performance was a lot better. Um, obviously, like, Derry Clouds was a bit frustrating, but it was literally, like, their only real, their only real shot. Like, that, that's the sort of thing where, like, if we weren't, if we were, like, in form, you wouldn't even question it. It's only the fact that we're in such bad form that people are kind of criticising for that, I think. Um, but yeah, the performance was a lot better. We're still lacking something going forward. Like, there's, like, the build-up place was nowhere near as sort of slick as it as it was. But I think, yeah, I think it was definitely stepping in the right direction. Yeah, and Thiago is going to be key for that. You can just tell. Oh, was, yeah, he was, he was, he was, so, he was so good yesterday. Minutes, so good. Yeah. Um, for Chris's sake and his sanity, he's, <laughs> he's looking like he's gone to a different uh, dimension at the moment. He's, he's checked <laughs> out. So we're going to bring him back in and talk about real football, English football, good old English football, eh? Uh, the Premier League, which hopefully, well, it's going to return in some capacity. Um, yeah. I'm spared the pain of any Chelsea-related results, which is nice, especially when it's going to be Liverpool. So uh, I bet Graham's. <laughs> I wonder if Graham's taken up religion or something. You know, his his looks uh, really yeah come through with that one because that would have been a real test early on. Um, with that in mind, with the games remaining, I would like to dive into two things. Uh, the kind of winners and losers of the weekend. So who we think is going to have the best, most impressive result and who we think is in trouble for uh, a bit of a trouncing. I don't know if there are any fixtures that are going to cough up either. I think it feels like a pretty even weekend. Um, we were discussing off mic, Chris, that a few of the big teams have tricky fixtures. Uh, you mentioned Arsenal against Brentford. Um, and it's I think similarly for City against Wolves, I don't see that being a high-scoring game. Um, Chris, who's, who, who do you think is going to win win the weekend? Um, weirdly, I feel like I shouldn't come to you for this one first. Um, <laughs> no, weirdly, I, genu- I genuinely think it's going to be Fulham. Oddly enough, so they've got they've got Forest, which early season before anybody kicked the ball, we would have thought of as like an early six pointer kind of thing. Um, obviously, I know it's at the Forest ground, but I think if if they can go there and win that game that shows a lot of momentum for them early in the season um obviously gets them up to 11 points um they're doing really really well like that's obviously a third of what they need third ish of what they need to stay up which obviously will have been the target when they they first came up they're bang in form doing really really well um Mitrovic is obviously among the goals and i think it's a real statement of like to show that they're Premier League ready, obviously, because you know Forest finished below them in the Championship. You want you want that level of like, right? We they were worse than us last season. We need to do better than them this season, kind of thing. Um, so I think I think they they're going to be targeting that as a big big game for them, and I think they will they will pull through. Um, so yeah, I think I think Fulham will probably come out of the weekend the best in terms of like momentum carry and obviously going into that international break, wanting to be coming, you know with a win um and also just for their own kind of like season long targets because you know we've only, they will have only played seven games and already have arguably like almost a third of the points tally they'll be targeting for the whole season that's that's like really good for them so yeah i'm, I'm gonna go full i'm gonna go full quite happily rather than like a boring answer so yeah yeah i like that answer um i'm gonna jump in um I'll, I'll go a bit crazy as well i'm gonna say aston villa uh, I, I was also going to say Aston Villa. Yeah, oh. I can just see the Southampton game just feels like one that could work 
in your favour. We're probably going to look stupid, um, but I have a, I have a good feeling. I think the result against City is going to do good things, and um, yeah, I think if you can beat that press from Southampton, get all your pacey attacking players in behind. Um, yeah, I think there's a good chance you're going to do well. And obviously, you got a good result against them last did. season. So, yeah. yeah, it feels like there's a good chance for you. Uh, Nathan, are you in agreement? Yeah, pretty much like that. I think, the, um, I think the, the the break might have helped as well. Like, obviously, I know you finished with a, a decent result against City. But I think, um, but, I don't know, I, whenever a small team get a result like that against a big team, it always just feels like they might have just put everything into that one game and then it might and slip away yeah, yeah. the week after. So, I think... Have this week break gives Gerard a time to like get everyone back together, you know, like maybe tighten up, tighten up a few things that were a bit iffy beforehand. And yeah, then I think Friday night game, sort of Aston Villa, good atmosphere. Um, it's on telly as well, which always gives everyone a little bit of a boost. So yeah, same as George, I, I think. Plus Southampton have had a, a bit of a sketchy start themselves, so I think um, I think it's a good game for Gerard to, to prove himself. It is. I, th- I think that's. I think it's it's such a weird way. It's, it is obviously going to go one of two ways because that's how football works typically. I don't think it'll be a draw for there sure. There is a third. There is a third, but I don't think it will be that third. I think the problem the problem you have with Southampton obviously because they've got such a young side, you are either going to get just sheer energy and legs that will just overwhelm you, or you've got space in behind to run and play players like Bailey, Watkins, Ramsey off the shoulder, and then they'll run in behind kind of thing. It depends. It all depends if he sticks with the side that played well against Man City, or if he changes it for that game. That that's that's where my kind of because we've we've never really been worried. able to. Yeah, is going to come back. I'm worried Coutinho and Ings are going to come back, take all the pace out of the side, and then we can't hit them on the counter, and then we're stuck trying to create through the middle. Begin gives the ball away constantly, and then we're back in old problems. Um, you know, I've. <sighs> I, I really hope he sticks with the team that started against City, even though it means Buendia and Coutinho aren't on. But they did so well. They played so like great together. There was a lot of balance. There was cohesion, all of these things. And, you know, Gerard's come out in, in interviews and said, like, you know, need to look at myself, need to need to be pragmatic and all of this stuff. And it's time to, time to show that, I think. I think his job is still in question, to be honest. But um, we'll see. We'll see. And who are we most worried for, and why is it Leicester? I guess. <laughs> um, Nathan, is that is that your pick for who you're worried about? I, I was actually going to spin it the other way and say it was going to be Spurs. Oh damn! Interesting. Purely because, like, this is this going to feel like I'm just plucking it out of thin air, but like, I've just got a feeling. <laughs> you know, it's like you know, you know, like when a team that. Like with a team that's got a lot of quality, it's just been on such a poor run of form. They're they're always liable to just turn somebody over. And like, wrong, yeah. I, I just like I just, I just can't see Leicester going too much longer without a win. Like I think at some point, and again, like I said with Villa, this this break might have helped because obviously everything looked like it was just slipping away from Rogers. But I think this this week off might have helped. Um, so yeah, I've just got a feeling that they're gonna come out and like they might not even win but I've just got a feeling they're going to put in a big performance and maybe sneak away with the point that's just, that's taking me back a little bit now I can see where you're coming from yeah the Champions League result isn't a great one um, but I think that's why Spurs are going to come back and prove a point personally um, I know Conte 
look at me, bloody expert on everything tonight, aren't I? But yeah, obviously, Conte, ex-Chelsea manager, uh, he hates losing a lot and um, he will want to take out frustration. He's not the type of player that's like, oh, no, no, we're not about, you know, taking out anger or revenge or anything. But I think he's going to make them prove a point. And um, I think if they drop Son, that's step one for me. Uh, a bit like Coutinho at Villa. They just need to accept that it's not working at the moment. Just <clears throat> put him aside and try a different approach. I think Richardson's got to be the key at the moment for them going forward. And uh, yeah, I think against Leicester's back line, especially the goalkeeper uh, and the lack of confidence the defence has in him, yeah, I think they're, I think they're there for the taking. To be honest, I can see this one being a, a good old three 0 which uh, in Conte terms is an absolute drubbing. Same. I can. The problem is. What's it? It's Danny Ward in goal, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is indeed. It is indeed. Yeah, he's got. I think. I, I think I read somewhere he's got a um, expected goal. He's prevented three less goals than he should have done. Um, yeah, third worst in the league, I think. Yeah, he, and you you put in that poor man in front of Harry Kane and Kulusevski and Richarlison and Son and all the other many people who can score in that Spurs side because it's not Dyer just international. Mate, Eric Dyer can 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 score occasionally. It's been known. Yeah. So it's that Portuguese flair that it's got <laughs> Yeah. Sporting style. Honestly, um, it, the way they're playing, I could expect Larice to play the score against them. Like they're just oof. really in a row. Well with that put down, um <laughs> we bring our Premier League sadness to an end um but you know we're glad it's back aren't we everyone i'm glad it's back i mean i, I won't be back, yeah. i won't be watching the villa unfortunately because i'll be at a concert but uh, some people don't have the the priority straight but that's all right uh and with the premier league's return comes fancy premier league's return Whee. and uh, i've got some big news fellas i did oh it my God. you've wild carded finally, mm, finally. I've, already, I've already done that um oh. i did something even crazier Oh, you got Salah? Yes, I have. Wow. Uh, yeah. Them having no game this week was enough for me to just say, you know what, I'm going to save 0.7 mil and just bring in De Bruyne. And I've done that. The disapproving silence means nothing to me. It's um, Leicester's route. I'm more just, I'm looking at the overall points. And I don't think it's a bad idea, by the way. Um it's just Salah's fourth highest midfielder in, in in fantasy Premier League this year. That's good for him, isn't it? I did what I did. No going back now. It costs costs money to bring him back, so uh, I pulled the trigger. And mainly just because I'm bored, to be honest. I've always having all the same players. I want to actually know that if my player does well, it means something. Just for you. Yeah. So I've taken the risk. Uh, will it pay off? No. No, I know this already. I've done this with the Bruyne in the past, but I mean, he'll definitely get more points than Salah this weekend. So there's no, there's no that, there. well, unless he gets sent off. This is true. Yeah, this is very true. So, yeah, that would be my luck. Anywho, good thing for me is I've got a full eleven, so that's nice. Um, how's everyone else's teams shaping up? Since you're all quick to cast judgment, how's all yours going, uh, Chris? Don't you? Yeah, I've got full eleven as well. Um, haven't made any transfers this week. Um, still time, still time. Um, 
got. I'm tempted. To, I'm tempted to captain Pope. You know, against Bournemouth, I'm expecting clean sheet. That's like a guaranteed what 16, 20 points from the goalkeeper. I can't see Haaland scoring that many against Wolves, and I can't see Jesus scoring a lot against Brentford. I'm really conflicted. I'm really conflicted. Boys. I think I got an even worse response than me dropping Salah from Nathan. There, he almost it laughed did. at you, straight in your face. He's trying to hide it behind his hand, but catch the goalkeeper. It's a dangerous game. Like I, I know is. that I, it is a dangerous game. I know, I know our captain Cancelo, like a defender, but I feel like th- like that absolutely stinks of an other goal yeah, from Bournemouth that you're weak snacked. Yeah, like, it does. I like captain Trips. I might not be. No, no, you say to captain Pope. Now you do that. Yeah, you have to do that now. It's it's we've got it recorded. So I said Mike. Yes. I did say no, Mike. no, no. Let's let's see how it goes. It'll be. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, you don't do it now. Time. All of our thousands of listeners are gonna mob you on Twitter. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give me a home address. <laughs> and, and precisely, two people will turn up, and it will be me and George. Yeah. <laughs> see you there. Yeah. See you there. Um, full, full eleven. Uh, front three of Harland, Jesus, and Tony. Um, Martinelli. Kulisevsky. Yeah, I'm happy. Are you happy, Nathan? Like FPL wise or just in life? Yeah. Why not both? I don't want to pull out too many threads in case it all falls apart. Just for, just fancy wise, uh, fancy Premier League wise. <clears throat> okay, that's fair. Um, I've used my big old wrinkly brain and uh, I played my, my my free hit this week. Um, so I'm basically making unlimited changes, and then my team will go back to oh, how it was before. Yeah. yeah, which I, th- I yeah, thought like if it, if it was ever a time to use it, it's probably this week because it's like I didn't want to change my team completely, but I also thought I could maybe you know skip ahead on some points where other people might not have people playing. So uh, that's a big wrinkly brain. Is, that yeah, is, yeah, big, that's big wrinkly brain energy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got. So I've got I've got like every every player on my team at the minute it has got a game. Um so I also took out Salah technically. Um so for one week only yeah. I've gotten Pope in goal, Saliba, Perisic, Trippier, Cancelo, De Bruyne, Martinelli, Ward Prowse, Jesus, Haaland, Mitrovic. The That's the crime of no villa players in there is upsetting when you've said we're gonna win. <laughs> See, like I do think you'll win, but like problem with your team is like there isn't there isn't like one player where i might they'll get the points because like in theory it's like oh it should, it should be like ollie watkins but it never That'd is be Bailey. it's never yeah but it's like, like, I, like I thought that last season Big you know, he had one good game and then died and then how many points has he got this year scored once maybe he scored against man city don't yeah against man city you but like, but i don't like, know why you're getting defensive chris he's not in your team either is he say so if you love him so much why don't you captain yeah thanks <laughs> Yeah. I'm, looking, I'm looking into this. How many? Oh, I, I stand corrected. He got he got an assist against Palace when you lost three one, and then he scored yeah. against Man City. There you go. That's that's an upturn in form. Drops out of him, I reckon, full time. Yeah, I think so. Like an upturn in form. That's, that's like if I came off the bench this week for Villa and played one minute. It's upturn in form. Doesn't mean I did anything. Oof. And right, I'm Mate, bringing that's this all. That's the only straws I'm going to grab to. <laughs> I can't believe it. We've made it to game week eight and now we're at this civil war. Um, thank you anyway for joining me, Chris and Nathan, of course. Uh, no football doth return. Glory to football on high. Uh, and then it disappears again, obviously.
for international break. So that's uh, a, oh yeah, um, yeah. Maybe we'll do a an England special. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Talk about England makes me angry. Don't make me do it. Watching England makes me angry, so I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> so on that sour note, we say goodbye for an undefined period of time. In the meantime, I hope you all take care, and we'll have you listen to us on the next one.